1: Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Before I introduce today's guest, Stephanie Chavez of Zen Media, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Stephanie, see if you can relate to this. Have you had team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and it may be the 10th time you spent explaining it? Well, you know, I take personal responsibility for that. That's my fault, right? There is a better way. There is a solution. Sweet Process is actually a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with the existing staff. And I was talking to one of the founders, Owen, oh, not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but I discovered that first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. I'm like, well, I guess it's good enough for me. So, You can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team. And you can sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card is required. Go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. Today, Stephanie Chavez is the global chief marketing officer of Zen Media, and she's going to talk about systems. She's going to talk about the SAM method. She's going to talk about some cool successes they've had. Stephanie, thanks for joining me.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. Nice to be here, Jeremy.
1: I want to start off with just talk a little about what Zen Media does.
2: Sure. Uh, Zen Media is a PR and marketing firm. We specialize in the tech vertical. We can, of course, help anyone, but we have found a, a really good niche for ourselves in the tech vertical. Basically, we turn a brand into um, tech a tech titan, if you will. Um, tech seems to be really having what we call a moment at this time, whether it's fintech, work tech. Um, IT companies, you name it, uh, medical tech, it's all really having a moment right now. So we help companies leverage those moments. And so generally we start with PR first and get that rolling, get them some amplification, get some awareness out there, but we don't stop there. From there, we actually then continue through different strategic initiatives, keeping um, that momentum going. Um, because there's nothing worse than, you know, you spend all this time, effort, and, and actually money, you know, to get in a Wall Street Journal or a Forbes piece or what have you, and then and then what? So we, we take the and then what, and then keep it going and keep that awareness and amplification going.
1: What does and then what look like?
2: Um, and then what? It depends on the company. It depends on their product. It could be a product launch. It could be, um, you know, a new round of funding. Um, but you know whether it's through paid ads, uh, and there's different types of paid ad campaigns, uh, waterfall methods, consumption methods, um, email marketing. It could be um, social media, obviously, but it could be a podcast and continuing on. Maybe getting some thought leadership for the CEO or whoever you want to face the company to be. Uh, but just really continuing to, to ride that way, if you will. Yeah.
1: yeah. So just someone uh if someone reaches the pinnacle they get on the good morning america or they get in the wall street journal there is more that you can do in amplification and you know um researching the company you have something called the sam method i'd love for you to talk about that
2: sure well the sam method is something we use to number one we have to get the story out there right and then we just talked about the amplification So you get the story, you get the Wall Street Journal or the Forbes or Inc pieces, that's great. That's the story. And then we have to amplify it. So that's that taking the and then what and continuing to move it forward through various initiatives to keep it in, you know, top of mind, um, keep that awareness going. And then we measure. You always have to measure no matter what you're doing to see, you know, what angles people are responding to um you know are they responding positively negatively neutral well we want to really amp up that that positive um that positive reception and so measuring and then consistently adapting based on what the numbers tell you is is really powerful
1: and i love to hear you know um, you've worked with companies like uh if you've heard of them, Dippin Dots, which my daughter insisted she needed at her birthday party, and OneDine and many other companies. Yeah. What what kind of uh what did you do with One OneDine
2: One Dine is a really interesting example. Um so OneDine is a restaurant technology startup in Plano, Texas. And um they were really trying to push the contactless experience even before COVID. So we helped
1: they were ahead of their times.
2: They were. So in January-ish of last year, uh, we did a big PR campaign, got a lot of awareness uh, to attract. The the purpose of that campaign was to attract investors. So we were able to help them secure their Series A funding. And from there, we basically became their their marketing department. And from there, um, we started rolling down a certain path and then COVID hit. And then They had to pivot their product a little bit in order to make it work not only for the on-premise in in the dining room, but now since most dining rooms were closed, they had to figure out how to make it work for what we call off-premise. So in the parking lot, drive throughs things like that. And so they had to quickly pivot. We had to pivot pivot all of our messaging because now we had a different focus, right, which was the off-premise part. And so... um, we did a huge PR campaign around that, letting restaurants know, um, you know, that this was available and we were one of the first contactless uh, to be able to pivot and go contactless. Now there are a dime a dozen, but um, we actually gave it away for free to the restaurants in order to, to try and help them survive the pandemic. So a lot of that investment dollars that we helped raise in the series A went to actually help restaurants survive. And so now we're at the point now to where uh, we're pivoting back uh, kind of to where we were before the pandemic, focusing on um, on premise in dining, ordering and payment experience. And um, yeah, during the pandemic, I mean, we got them. We did a huge campaign. We did several series of campaigns. But on one, we had 44 hits and uh, huge press hits in 30 days. We had over two million uh, video views. We signed up 1500 new restaurants. So. Um, it was uh, quite an interesting That's time. amazing. Yeah, Thank I you. love
1: it. Thank um, so how did you discover, I know you're very systems oriented over there and you have a lot of moving pieces with all the things you do for your clients. How did you discover Sweet Process?
2: Um, Sweet Process was actually, uh, there's a friend of mine who I, his name is Anthony Coplidge. I uh, connected with him on LinkedIn and I took a class that he did. It was just a free class for marketers, kind of a chit chat. Where he talked about processes, and so um, as the CMO, I came back. I was with Zen Media before. I was the first employee. Um, helped build the company for five years, and then left, and then came back uh, last year. And so that was one of the first things I wanted to do was implement a more sound, systematized process. I mean, we had we had processes, but there was no really. Um, one place that you can like a
1: portal of some sort.
2: Yeah, like Google Docs here and you know Google and everyone had their own on their drive. And so it was um somewhat disorganized. And so, you know, we have a really large initiative um the next couple of years to really expand our business. And you can't do that unless you scale. So he was talking about sweet process. Anthony did and I thought, well I'm gonna check that out. And um it's been really wonderful because I have each department um, go through and we have a list that of all the things that they do that are you know, repeatable. and uh, we we meet each month so that I can make sure, okay, what did you put in this month? You know, let's run through it, make sure it makes sense to everyone. And then, you know, what is it that you're gonna be doing next month? what two I have a uh, a minimum of two, two processes that go in each month so that we can continue this slowly because obviously it does take time away from, you know your daily work and people think oh man you know got to do this my processes but it saves you so much time yeah. like i'll give you an example when we hire new interns or when we hire new employees i have a standard letter that i send i link them to a whole bunch of this the suite process um setups that we have and i just send them the email link it and say watch all these go through these processes and i mean that's you know, that's the very first part of your onboarding process. So.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Because in the beginning, it's you have to spend the time to put it in there. But after that, it saves you a ton of time. How else? So it saves time with onboarding and training. What else uh, does it help you save time with?
2: Um, I would say it helps from the consistency perspective, you know, because everyone might be doing something a little bit differently. And I think it's really hard to to really scale and be able to, you know, just think about McDonald's. If everyone, if every franchise was making their, their hamburgers a little bit different, it would be McDonald's, right? Uh, because every, you couldn't expect the same thing every time. And so I think by having this, being able to produce the same hamburger each time, um, you know, whether you're doing a social post, you know, there's a flow, there's a series, there's a workflow. Um, and everyone being on the same page is really going to make a much more efficient and um, predictable product
1: outcome. That's a great example, Stephanie, because we don't think of it like that. We walk in and we, we walk into a franchise. We expect the food's going to be the same in Texas as it is when I drive through Chicago and it is, but for most of our businesses, we need to have a repeatable, predictable process to to have that product outcome. And it sounds like that's what it's helped do. So onboarding training, consistency of, of product, anything else that it helps um that you find there's a big big impact
2: um sometimes you know people people forget um or you know it's nice to have a refresher you know people kind of get stuck in their own ways maybe they watched it first and then they kind of gone off and as time has gone on they've developed their own habits but you can always redirect them and say hey could you go watch that that process again on xyz because we really need to all be you know doing the same thing." so um, just, you know, retraining as well, making sure everyone's staying on the same page.
1: What were you, I'm curious, Stephanie, was there a breaking point where you're like, we need to get something or was it just a slow creep? You know, because you watched that webinar, you saw him talk about sleep process. Was there any breaking point? Because it is it is um, somewhat of an undertaking to, to implement anything new to the business.
2: Right. <laughs> Coming on board myself. And, you know, as as CMO, you know, my first job was to really dig in to see what is it that we're doing? How are we operating? Um, You know, where could we make some efficiencies? And then that to me was the very first thing that came to mind was, you know, even though we were still, we were always producing great product and, and, you know, doing a great job for our clients, that wasn't debatable. What was debatable was the how and, and how can we streamline and and So that was really one of the first things that I noticed is like, okay, people are doing things and they're doing them well, but there's no hub to go to and to send people to. To you know, what happens if if uh you have a, we have a copywriting team? What happens if one of them is out or sick or something? You know, every client is a little bit different the way you research their uh their content topics and their hashtags and whatnot, they're all different. So I have them make a sweet a process for each one and sweet process so that if Brandy happened to be out, that Natalie, you know, could easily pick up, understand and, and keep moving forward so that there's no gap.
1: In yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The efficiency and streamlining is what you were looking to do um, was, you know, what were the common questions you had in the beginning? So you heard Anthony talk mm-hmm. and when you first were looking into it, what were the common questions you had and were you skeptical about anything?
2: Um, well since it, the recommendation came from him i felt confident that you know he knows what he's talking about he does this for ibm so clearly he's done this for years and years so i trusted him his recommendation um but honestly i had not seen anything like this before i had looked at other software platforms in hopes of doing this but it wasn't really the right match if you will. Um, and so I was a little lost in my journey, but then again, when Anthony mentioned it, I went to it and I was like, yes, this is exactly what we need. And so we, and we've just slowly been building, building to it as we go.
1: How has it changed your typical day?
2: Um, from a typical day standpoint, mine, for instance, um, I don't think my particular day's has changed, but I know for the team, you know, the team is quickly able to see, Oh, you know, I need to do hashtag research. What, where, where was those places that I went to? And, you know, so they refer to it a lot because everything is already in there. Um, all of the tools that we use are in there. We you know videos, which I think are super powerful uh, to walk people through certain steps. Um, so for the team, it has made things much easier because they know they can just quickly refer back and, it, oh yeah, that's where it was. Okay, that's what I, or oh, that was the website that I used to research that
1: there's always a place they can go to get their questions answered and they may not have to come to you with those things. Exactly. exactly. What's uh, Stephanie, the next big goal for Zen Media?
2: Oh, the next big goal. Well, um, just increasing our sales. You know, we're on a big growth, uh, growth project right now. Uh, We're doing a lot of outbound sales, uh, which again, that means processes as well. Um, you know, having all of your sales team performing and and using the same metrics, the same methodology so that you can measure. Because one thing that if you don't have a process and sort of like touching back on what we talked about earlier, if they're all doing their own thing, then you can't really measure what's working and what's not. And so from our sales development perspective, I think it's really important because if each person's doing the same thing, um, then you'll be able to see the results, you know, and if this person over here is this salesperson is having really good success, but this one may not be over here, then if they're using the same processes, then that's not a process problem; that's a people problem. So um, I think that that really helps in that respect as well.
1: Um, so if I have one last question before I ask it, I want to tell people they could check out Zen. Media.com. It's such a good name. Check out what they do. Check out the SAM method. And if you have needs of PR and then beyond PR, because they do a lot of different things from the paid ads, the content marketing, to a lot of different um, aspects to help your business grow, um, then check out ZenMedia.com and uh, check out more episodes of the podcast and check out Sweet Process. The last question, Stephanie, I have is, What's the very next step? Someone's listening to this. This sounds great, Stephanie. I need to streamline things. I need to create better onboarding, training, consistency, efficiency, streamlining. What's the next step people should take to start to streamline their operations?
2: Sure. well get get suite process um it's it's definitely a great tool for that. Like I said, I did some research before, and none of the platforms really met the requirements that I was looking for until you know, Anthony mentioned it and I stumbled across it and I was like, oh, this is great. Um, but then you really have to work with your team. And again, they're not going to like it, but I promise you, you know, it, it will turn around and be a much big benefit later on. And they'll, they'll see that quickly, uh, but have them write out, you know, every step that they do, just say, what is it that you do every day that is, that is repeatable? And it's just like, uh, for instance, we have a new uh, designer coming on board. Well, our current lead designer, she has a certain way that she sets up in our task management system. She numbers the task and then she ties that to the Google Drive uh, and numbers the Google Drive folder. Like She has a certain way that she saves her files and ties them from the Basecamp to to the Google Drive. And so that should be in there. It's something that you do all the time. Um, And even if it's not all the time, the one-offs, like I said, for the clients, the way you research them, you know, there's just a myriad of things, but start with the repeatable, the small things, um, you know, and it makes seem like, I'm saving a file. Really? Do I have to? Yes, do it because you want everyone else who comes on your team to save it the same way so that if Kim happens to be out, I'll know how to go find the file that Sarah saved, you know? So.
1: I love it, Stephanie, because it doesn't get lost in anyone's head. And If someone is a particular way, doesn't get lost with that person, and as simple as saving a file in a certain name, then other people can find it. We don't realize that one thing could have a ripple effect on someone spending a half hour trying to find something.
2: Huge, yes. Um, So, and again, I I, what I was doing was every week. um, I when we first started, I kind of slacked off a little bit. I need to get back on it, but. Every week we had a, a process meeting and I would make them do two per week. And so I'd come you know, and we meet and hold each other accountable. What process did you do today? What are the two that, you're, that you want to show us? And I would have each team lead go through and do mm. that. So,
1: That's great. Yeah. So it doesn't get overwhelming for everyone and everyone can see what everyone else is doing in case they need something. So everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm. I love it. Everyone check out zenmedia.com Sweet Process Check out more episodes of the podcast Stephanie Thank you so much Hi, right,
0: Thank you for having me Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast Before you go Quick question Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes procedures and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job If yes sign up for a free 14 day trial of Sweet Process No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial.
1: Hi. Hi.